0: Yeah, let's get some dancing, Kramer. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right. Howdy, everybody. Welcome to Managing Expectations, the podcast. And uh, uh, this is episode i'm your host jeff winger joining me as always is brian grim the aide de camp howdy brian
1: howdy jeff good afternoon
0: oh you know what we didn't do we didn't do the thing do we need to do the thing
1: and in three two one
0: okay so uh uh, episode, episode 40 of Managing Expectations is brought to you by MrsWinger.com, the maker of fine The Plague. Uh, also, uh, new um, uh, new podcast, The 7208, an adorable little podcast. Uh, it... it that lacks the, uh, biting edge of, uh, of managing expectations. And I don't think anybody would have it any other way. So more from our sponsors as we go along. Um, uh, well, you know, so how you doing, Brian?
1: Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Okay. The, uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, looks like this vaccine is getting rolled out. That's good news
0: uh happy about that is um uh well yeah i I, i've been meaning to talk to my uh my folks to see whether or not anybody's talked to them about getting it since they're in um uh advanced years and therefore in a in a in a tough tough demographic bracket um higher on the prior they're higher on the priority list. yeah but you know look uh, okay so you know my fo- my folks don't listen to the podcast uh in fact i don't know if yeah 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 uh it's it's a vast untapped market um but uh you know like alex trebek just died at 80 uh and my own feeling is he didn't die so much of pancreatic cancer as he died of being 80 because you know Yep. When you're 80, you're into the bonus round. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, um, but look, I mean, I, you know, I, I, listen, I, I, I want first-line workers to get it. A friend of mine who's a firefighter, like, kind of had it pretty bad. Um, need to get him a call, too. I guess, Brian, let me call you back. I need to make these other phone calls, and then uh, we can record the podcast. How about, no, okay, okay, so... Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm jotting this all down. Um, uh, frontline workers, uh, at-risk demographic groups, and then, I guess, essential workers. And that becomes uh, hotly debated, apparently. I was uh, listening to a different podcast, one with a more political slant. It's like, well, um, essential to who? Uh, who's who's an essential worker? Uh, is, uh, uh, is a... It is a guy at the grocery store more essential than a realtor, or a therapist who's not a, uh, you know, uh, who who's a healthcare specialist, but uh, maybe not a, you know, so, oh, what about physical therapists? So you know, how does it all break down? And honestly, there are, there are some very very ugly things being said about. um Um. Uh, just who deserves it and who doesn't deserve it because there's a but that's not what the point of the Managing Expectations podcast is about let's uh, let's be a break from that
1: let's be a break from that and let's talk about pop culture like the movie Deep Impact where they had a lottery on who would get chosen to go inside the mountain
0: (laughs) um yeah, and uh, what uh, Tia Lee? Is it is it is it Tia Leone? Is that her name? What's the name of that? Sh- I
1: think she, I think she, yeah, Tia Leone. She was in Deep Impact.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, we're in for we're we're getting some chop, so hopefully we're good on your end. Um. I, I'm 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 not I'm not, what? Uh, yep. Yeah, what? Yeah, it's, it's pretty choppy.
1: On my end? Yep.
0: What are you kidding me?
1: Yep. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm, it's, 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 this is my guess is that it's not a recording problem. It's a, um, it's a bandwidth problem. So even though I, maybe my recording is going to be fine and your recording is going to be fine. The uh, the conversation over Zoom, because maybe the network is slow or whatever, is maybe difficult. So I think that it's going to record just fine. Does
0: that make sense? Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, that's fine. All right, we'll 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 go with that. Okay. So um, uh, passing in the last couple of weeks has been one of my favorite novelists, uh, John Le Carre. Uh, whose real name, given name, was uh, David Cornwell. Um, So he came to prominence in the early 60s with his novel The Spy Who Came In From the Cold. And uh, from there, he, he wrote other books, and maybe his biggest book, Came out in the mid seventies. I think seventy five was Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy, uh, which wasn't the first appearance of British spy master George Smiley, but uh, it was certainly mm-hmm. his uh, biggest um, his biggest book. I happened to read uh, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy in nineteen ninety three on a trip through. Uh, the Baltic states and Ukraine um, pre- mentioned previously, um, uh, and uh, it, it was it was kind of interesting reading a book about the Cold War in the in in former Warsaw Pact uh, countries. Um, but it was a very it was a very mm-hmm. British book. It, it had a lot of uh, and, and and very much captured uh, the. Um, the languor, the the dismal uh, atmosphere of uh, England uh, in the seventies. Okay, so like after the London swings, you know, go go years of the late sixties. You know, and and um, uh, it, it, there there were a lot of economic problems. There were a lot of uh, social problems. There were you know, frankly, morale problems, um, and 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 so there's just a sense of uh, dreariness that well, the empire's over, and we have to uh, exist in the shadow of the American cousins who have money and tech and do all this stuff. But Tinker, Tailor, Soldier, Spy is a, a terrific uh, uh, who. It's kind of a whodunit. Um, though, at this point, I think everybody knows who who did it. Uh, it, it and of mm-hmm. course, it was it was based loosely on uh, something that really happened in MI6, which is the British uh, uh, espionage uh, arm uh, of, of their defense, uh, and that is to say. A very high-ranking member of MI6 was, in fact, a mole for the for the KGB. uh, A guy named Kim Philby. So, Mm -hmm. um, George Smiley is uh, uh, was a ran ran spies um, during World War II. Uh, Then. during the Cold War but by the 70s they'd kind of put him out to pasture they wanted to go in, in a different direction they didn't they thought he was uh, too hidebound in his thinking and so uh, they, they put him at you know they they sent him away ignominiously and then they uh, have to bring him back because it's revealed that they have a problem they've got a mole mm-hmm. uh, who's uh, highly that is a double agent I I keep saying Mm -hmm. I'm saying mole like you know I I learned that the CIA's you know I went to the farm (laughs) (laughs) you know the the CIA has a training uh, uh, facility that they call the farm
1: yeah of course yeah I've seen uh, the recruit with uh, Al Pacino Al Pacino and Colin Farrell. Uh, (laughs) And uh, Bridget Moynihan, former Mrs. Tom Brady.
0: uh, No, uh, he never made an honest woman ever. He only knocked her up and then um, left her for a different supermodel. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, take that. All right. Mr. Six six, uh, Super Bowls. Okay. Yeah. Some things you can't... With all those, not good with at everything. Those rings, maybe you should have put a ring on Bridget Monahan's finger. What do you think of that? Yeah, yeah, I'm, we're, yeah. This is this is killing our market share in Boston now. Uh, well, Tommy, what are you we'll, doing? Maybe we'll get to maybe we'll talk about the
1: Bruins later in the episode and see if we can bring them back. <laughs>
0: So the you know the th- the thing about it is, um, and and this is going to be, um, this is going to be covered exhaustively by a lot of people, uh, more scholarly than you and I. But you know, John Le Carre wrote terrific character-driven uh, books, uh, uh, in a morally ambiguous universe. Uh, there was never any question uh, to George with George Smiley that um, he um, uh, was on the right side of things, that, that the Soviets were, you know, a, a, um, a, a totalitarian dictatorship. Uh, and yet he understood that he had to get his hands dirty uh, to combat mm-hmm. that he had to make very difficult decisions and uh, the sequel to Tinker Taylor Soldier spy which by the way has been was made into um, was a movie a few years ago with Gary Oldman but if anybody can get their hands on the DVD or or for those... Um, for those viejos listening in, uh, the, a VHS of uh, of uh, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy with Alec Guinness playing George Smiley, it's terrific. I mean,
1: we, we might we might have talked about this in an earlier episode, or maybe you and I talked about it separately, but um, uh, Sarah and I watched. Uh, the Alec Guinness version of Tinker Taylor and it's it's on YouTube really um for free yeah it's all what is it four or five parts maybe a six-parter but the whole thing is on YouTube um and is it's just excellent
0: you know what Brian that would be something that could be go-, go into the show notes that's a that's a useful link isn't it
1: that would be beneficial to our audience
0: or even just the first one to get them going i don't even think we'd have to do all six (laughs) it's good yeah it's really good it's good no uh and hmm? when when i was
1: traveling uh for for my old job frequently i read tinker taylor and then I picked up a couple of other Le Carre books, and I really enjoyed *A Perfect Spy*, um, considered
0: by many have, Brian ha- to be his greatest book and certainly his most personal.
1: Mm-hmm. The 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 character, main character Magnus Pym, has a difficult relationship with his father. To say Rick, the least and. To say the least, and it's interesting because it's you know semi autobiographical, Um, just because his father was kind of, in real life, was kind of a con man, kind of a a gangster type, was just always kind of running around. And uh, Rick Pym, the father in the novel, is very very similar. Um, The uh, he he said, uh, John Le Carre said, although I've never been to a shrink writing a perfect spy is probably what a very wise shrink would have told me to do
0: anyway (laughs) (laughs) that's great that's great yeah um yeah uh so he revisits this in uh, a memoir that was published a a couple years ago called the pigeon tunnel and uh um he 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 writes well, you know, look, I mean, I mean, Le Carre was in his upper eighties, and I, I'm already on the record as to how I view the bonus round, um, and I don't think that it uh, was a, a, you know, I mean, he he was getting his affairs in order, and um, mm-hmm. uh, he uh, spoke very candidly about his father. Uh, I don't know if you're talking about Magnus Pym's father or. David Cornwell's father. But, um, he, yeah, he was a you know, he was a bad guy. I mean, he was like a fraud and uh, a, a con man. And um, I, I actually was listening to an interview with a friend of uh, Le Carre's, David Cornwell's. And um, he, uh, um, Le Carre was very happy. Pleased to be uh, compared to, or, or, or compared favorably with Graham Greene, uh, another British novelist uh, of um, the mid 20th century. Uh, uh, they overlapped. I mean, I mean, um, Greene died. I don't know in the probably the 60s. Probably the the sixties or maybe even in the early seventies, but uh, so I mean they overlapped a little bit, but but not a ton. Uh, Graham Greene wrote a book called. Um, uh, let's see, he was uh, Graham Greene wrote uh, the the heart of the affair, I think that was uh, a movie in the forties or fifties with Deborah Kerr and van johnson and then um a few uh, several years ago with uh, julianne moore and uh ray fines that i believe that i never saw but if i remember the reviews it was much more sexually graphic um hmm. he uh what's his name um uh graham green also wrote what was it oh the quiet american the quiet american about um, uh, early American involvement with uh, in Vietnam, so so that would have been like the early sixties. The and I'm going someplace with this, so bear with me. So the thing is, Graham Greene really didn't like America or the Americans. I don't think Le Carre uh, had that same difficult relationship with the cousins, but here here's what. Um, Uh, Le Carre's friend said in this interview was that Graham Greene who was very Catholic uh, had God Uh, ultimately as like, I I don't know this isn't how a Brit put it, but uh, like, Graham Greene had God as a backstop Uh, David Cornwall did not Uh, he had his father who was a fraud and a con man and, you know ran with mobsters and, and and that informed, ultimately, that informed his uh, his, you know, the 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 moral architecture of his of, of his world of his written, um. You, you, know, you know, I don't I don't want to say yeah. universe like the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe, but I mean, uh, no, se- it, several it shaped it, sh- yeah, it shaped it yeah, shaped him. You betcha, including his work, including yes. his work. Yeah, it informs his work very much. So, so that's that's amazing that you uh, picked because well, because the uh, what I find amazing about you fl- flying and traveling for work is you wouldn't have picked up a perfect spy in um, a, which a book that came out in the eighties in the uh, in in the airport uh, bookshop. So uh, you, you you must have. You must have been looking. Or uh,
1: I think my I, I think I think Amazon recommended it to me.
0: <laughs> oh Lord, the trouble's starting.
1: <laughs> um I I can't remember All where right. I picked it up. I yeah. you
0: know, I just wish you wouldn't use the A word. Sorry.
1: Sorry. Uh uh going back to uh his father um, I think I read somewhere that he ran around with the the Cray brothers.
0: That rings uh, a bell. The, yeah. And and they were... Okay, so I can't keep up with American mobsters, let alone uh, London mobsters. But weren't they just in a... Didn't Tom Hardy just play both of them in a biopic? Yeah, he did do you say biopic i didn't see it i I want to digress did you do you say biopic or do you say biopic i say
1: biopic but you say biopic so let's just call the whole thing off
0: (laughs) (laughs) deal (laughs) done deal
1: uh i i don't know i've heard it both ways i but i think biopic is probably the more widely accepted
0: I think people that say aluminium uh, prefer biopic. Um,
1: well, the context of today's show would say biopic. Yeah.
0: So, uh, were you going to mention another uh, Le Correa book? So I did like um,
1: uh, Our Kind of Trader. Really? Okay.
0: Uh, uh, um, I, uh, I read I said, that, that on vacation. I read that on vacation. I mean, I don't want, you know, at the risk yeah. of being a, you know, spoiler alert, but well, you know what? Look, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm totally interrupting and I apologize. The thing with Le Carre books is things don't always work out at the end. And sometimes when they do, people are like, oh, that's so lame because that there's no way that should have had a happy ending, you know, because, uh, you know, like. It's like it made reviewers mad when it did work out. All right. So anyway, mm-hmm. our kind of traitor. Our kind of. I read it when I was on vacation,
1: and kind of the the book is about you know a guy and his wife uh, who are spies and who um, who are on vacation and who are approached by some Russians, and so um, you know it kind of fit. You know, I was on vacation, sitting on the beach, and this couple is having a great time on vacation, too. And so it just it kind of fit with uh, what was going on. I wasn't approached by any Russians. I did have an encounter with some people from Philadelphia in a grocery store that wasn't
0: great, but that's a different story. Did they have tats all over the all over their chest?
1: <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Boston and now Philly. Were, uh... No,
0: it, they might have been Russian mobsters after all if they had if they had ink all over or they might have just been oh, right. down hipsters. <laughs> so,
1: uh, but did they make, didn't they make a movie? I think of, they did
0: with, uh, Ewan McGregor.
1: I was about to say Jude Law, but that, that's the, that's Jude the other Law guy. Jude Law's who
0: you get when you can't get Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So we just had our, uh, uh, um remembrance <laughs> remembrance that makes it sound like we lit candles um but we just remembered Sean Connery and uh uh of course the adaptation of the Russia house uh I, I enjoyed very much but it was also but it was a good book too uh it, it, it sure so I
1: haven't I haven't I haven't read
0: that one yeah, yet. it' was good I haven't read that one it's good uh and uh, just just amazingly prescient uh, given uh, that the Soviet Union hadn't fallen yet but the uh, but the Soviet bloc had uh, mm-hmm. in 89 you know the Berlin Wall comes down and then uh, it wasn't it was in 91 that uh, the Soviet Union ch- well uh, changed their letterhead <laughs> Um so so then uh, there was uh i can, let's see so th- so after tinker taylor soldier spy uh they it turns out th- there were three books there was tinker taylor then uh, the honorable school boy and then there was uh, smiley's people and the honourable schoolboy is often set aside, and it, it's uh, there's a there's a character who just has a walk on part in uh, Tinker Taylor, who is sent to Hong Kong. Or I, I I mean it takes a lot of it takes place in Hong Kong, and it actually deals with the Chinese more than the Russians. And um, a gritty uh, book. Um, but you know those you know those uh, books that the reviewers said, uh, oh, that shouldn't have gotten a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd have been happy with that one. And then, and then finally, there was uh, Smiley's People, which was the culmination of the. Um, okay, so Smiley, as the guy in charge of British intelligence, uh, was always paired against. This uh, Russian master spy, Carla, and uh, the two of them uh, were always facing off. Now, this was also done as a PBS, uh, not PBS, uh, it was BBC. It it may have come to Masterpiece Theater at some point, but uh, Alec Guinness reprised his role as uh, uh, George Smiley in uh, Smiley's People and. That one actually, uh, you know, I, I mean, w- once you know how it's going to work out, um, uh, there aren't the same sorts of surprises. Like I can, I can rewatch Tinker Tailor once in a while, and like always be, oh, I forgot that was going to happen. But, but on the mm-hmm. other hand, there's some really great stuff in uh, Smiley's People. Uh, and look, I've I've read these books. Uh, I'm, I'm. Uh, Pivoting to the, uh, you know, the the motion picture uh, productions because uh, Alec Guinness, who many in our audience will only ever know of as uh, Obi Wan Kenobi in the first Star Wars movie, or as young morons think of it, Episode Four. A new hope. I re- I refuse I refuse to let George Lucas re chronicle my life. And it's not my fault that the first movies the mo- first they're, one is for. They're his
1: movies. What? They're his movies. He could do whatever he, he yeah. wants.
0: And I and, and I'm gonna call him whatever I want. If, <laughs>
1: I, st- I still call it Star Wars.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to go. Star Wars called the Star Wars. Yeah. So um uh so so anyway, Alec Guinness uh was friends with Le Carre. He was a, he's a highly literate uh, British actor. Um, died a few years ago. He was like the Colonel in Bridge on the River Kwai, um, a movie that have you ever seen it? Mm-mm. I haven't seen all of it either. It was it was Ron Swanson's favorite movie. Yeah, really? yeah, that was in an episode of Parks and Rec. Uh, it, it's referred to a lot. I mean, people people love that movie. I think it's I think it's one of those movies where it kind of not unlike um, Lawrence of Arabia and Jeremiah Johnson, which people like, go on and on and on and on and on about, and then when you finally see it, you're like. Mm. Was okay, yeah.
1: I I think Bridge Bridge on the River Kwai made it into We Didn't Start the Fire, so it must be important.
0: You know what? Um, It is. I'm I'm glad you don't live in Texas because I would come over to your house and slap you right now. (laughs) After after mentioning, you know, your your recommendations from from Amazon, now you're dropping some some Billy Joel flow. Eh, too bad we don't have a too bad we don't have a music episode, huh, Brian? Yeah, okay. too bad. So uh, anyway, um, uh, I think at at a certain point, Le Carre started writing Smiley for Alec Guinness, and and it was just a really um, collaborative, almost symbiotic um, kind of working relationship. Uh, though, I think Smiley is heavier in the books than Alec Guinness was in, in playing him. Cer- certainly heavier than... Uh, so, Gary Oldman is good for a fat suit. He wore one uh, to play Churchill, but he didn't wear one to play um, George Smiley.
1: It seemed like in the BBC version of Tinker Taylor, Alec Guinness... Did maybe put on a little bit of weight, or ca- he was carrying a little bit more weight for that role than you would recognize him as Obi Wan.
0: Maybe, maybe. Though you know, the brown cloak uh, does you know it, it, it covers.
1: It's 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 slimming. <laughs> it's...
0: <laughs> also, uh, it took place in uh, in England in the in the winter time so it was pretty drizzly so i think he was he was wearing several layers of sweaters and coats and whatnot yeah Yeah. he's probably wearing gloves without fingertips on them i don't know
1: who would wear something who would wear something like that
0: um charles dickens and me and every dickens character (laughs) uh so uh yeah so then you know we we get into the uh, after let's see so what what um he wrote a book called the secret pilgrim that uh came out after the russia house so the guy who was running sh- the sean connery character um whose first name was ned uh he he got his own book with the secret pilgrim which was almost like a collection of short stories, but they were, they were kind of loosely tied together. And I think in a way it was constructed uh, with Ned throughout his career, coming in to different, uh, different situations and different characters. Again, I think that the characters and the, the moral ambiguity of them, I mean, these were people who were tr- mostly trying to do good But who were, you know, awfully flawed, and some of them were got into some very tough situations. So it's not, you know, it's not rough the way I would compare it to say a Martin Scorsese movie. You know, I mean, it's not it's not rough like that. But it's just, you know, look if um, if you're taking captive by if a hero or a character in a in a le Carré novel is taken captive uh, he's going to feel pain he's not he's not James Bond who's going to shrug it off um, he, you know it, it it it's more realistic i think and i, I think that what le Carré was actually doing was writing about people and writing about the world and the way he got to that was using espionage. And, and I just want to say, without, before, before I let you get a word in edgewise, and I'm glad we're both excited about this guy's books, uh, is that like really great genre writers, and I think he was, okay, and, and look, I think he was literary. Some people found him boring. Mm-hmm. I thought he was great. Um, uh, I I think he was a a very literary writer, but he knew things well. He could, when he was writing about whatever, investment banking, you thought, oh, that's how it really works. Or, you know, the guy like knows people who knows things, who know things. And so it's like, because look, I'm Jeff Winger sitting in a Texas suburb and I actually don't know how you run guns to the PLO, you know. Uh, but John Le Carré kind of did. Or, and, and if he mm-hmm. didn't, he sure sold me. And, and it was terrific.
1: That's one thing that I really liked about the books that I would read is that, you know, some would say that they're slow, like you mentioned mm-hmm. before, um, or, mm-hmm. or boring. Um, but I imagine... That it was realistic in the sense that spycraft isn't always exciting. There are a thousand little details. There are a thousand little tasks that that go into it that are not sexy. That are not. Um, it's not all gadgets and explosions, right? I mean, there there are people that do the the small parts of the job and have and have to do those. It's it's necessary to do those small parts of the job to make the whole thing work. Um, and he didn't really shy away from that but he wrote it well to keep the story moving along but then also there was a level of tension that he was able to keep suspense keep suspense. there suspense a level of suspense that he was able to keep there with these small details that the small parts of the job yes. that's now, why i liked
0: it exactly well done in a way a um i mean not a direct but a lineal descendant of uh hitchcock and uh, the, mm-hmm. the sort of things he would do uh, you know, H- Hitchcock uh, with uh, North by Northwest and uh, let's see, what, Torn Curtain um, that other one, the one with uh, the Castro uh, not, not the Castro, like the part of San Francisco, the neighborhood in San Francisco, but uh, uh, there, there was a Hitchcock movie that had um, a character who was look, it was uh, it was Dean Wormer From uh, Animal House, playing a a a Banana Republic uh, leftist um, dictator, and he had like a Castro beard, and he was wearing fatigues, and he was staying in New York, and the whole the whole Hmm. You just can't get over the fact that I mentioned that I dropped the Castro, can you? No, that's pretty funny. Okay, well,
1: (laughs) the um, one time I think we were in. I think we were in New York City, and we found a really cool big bookstore uh, the, with, you know, me and the family. And we're, we're just walking around and shopping, and Ella is grabbing as many books as she can hold that she wants to buy this book while she's on vacation. She wants to buy this book while she's on vacation, and so I'm walking around, and I see a legacy of spies. I think it's one of the last ones, if not the last one in the Smiley family. Uh, that
0: came out just a few years ago, so this is your trip. When yeah, you were at the Met and you ran into friends of ours. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Legacy of Spies was actually a. a, a it was it, pro- it probably did. Ha- I don't know if Sp- Smiley was a character in it, but he but but it was. Okay, so the spy who came in from the cold, Smiley was like a, a supporting character in that. Okay, he came in. Mm-hmm. He talked to the guy, to, uh, and then he he like left. And he was in a couple of different scenes, but he wasn't really a main guy. So uh, it revisits the tale of the spy who came in from the cold.
1: So that's I grab it. That's the book I'm going to buy. And my daughter says, "Oh, what are you going to get?" And I said, "Oh, this is a, a a spy novel from one of my favorites." She says. Of course it is. <laughs> who who else reads novels about <laughs> spies?
0: That's uh, funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who else reads novels about submarines? Who else reads books about submarines? <laughs> who else shouts out? bit players when the movie credits are rolling from the really old movie. Um, By the way, did I tell you that like it seemed like, like half the British uh, actors that we know today were all in um, uh, the submarine that was destroyed at the first part of uh, Tomorrow Never Dies? Did I, I think I mentioned that, didn't I? Because that got us going about... Uh, 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 British actors named Hugh for
1: 400 Uh I don't remember that. Oh. Uh, well, I remember... Uh, obviously, I remember the discussion about British actors named Hugh, but... Uh,
0: because who no, was the who, guy who, from uh, Downton Abbey? Bonneville?
1: Hugh bon- Bonneville. Okay. Yes. Hugh, Hugh Pontiac. <laughs> Wait, that's Hugh
0: a different guy. G3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hugh, Hugh Fierro.
1: Oh, that's a nice one.
0: <laughs> uh, but then also Guy Fierro is the uh, is the barbecue guy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was interesting because uh, P- P- I, Look, I- I've talked to people who saw Gary Oldman's version of uh, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. And could not follow it, uh, couldn't follow it. Like unless you like had the, unless you'd read the book and you kind of knew what was going on, because it's a lot to compress. And you were talking about the sort, you know, the 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 auxiliary characters that Le Carre would use, and the tediousness of spycraft. If 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 I don't know, you and I are awfully civilian to be talking about. Spycraft. So maybe mm-hmm. we should talk about being a spy. But no, I, I imagine it's incredibly detail-oriented, and you're looking for connections, and it's just like you know a little thing here or a little thing there. I mean, look. I mean, mm-hmm. it. Look, it's not nothing that it took the Americans years and billions of dollars to find. The leader of the terrorist network that attacked and and, and killed over three thousand Americans on September eleventh. I mean, if right. it was if it was easy, everybody'd do it, I guess. Or you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it can't possibly be easy. And and now, um, well, and you know, and then th- this was also a oh, okay. So so the auxiliary players and there' was a there's a woman who you know who becomes a drunk and she's got rheumatoid arthritis named Connie uh, who uh, occurs in uh, in Tinker Taylor but also uh, honorable schoolboy and, and Smiley's people and, and 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 she's just terrific and you can just tell I mean it's just the little things that she knows and that she remembers and it helps smiley who's really the big brain draws certain connections but no matter how incredible your database may be nothing takes the place for somebody having talked to somebody at the water cooler who knew the guy who said this or that or the other thing and then when that comes back it it, you know it's like it all makes sense which is why, so, so, I I do think that Le Corre examined uh, as his, uh, you know, as his career as the as, as he kept writing, and as he kept writing, um, after the end of the Cold War, at least the official Cold War, uh, that uh, there was a real tension. As I think that there is in real mm-hmm. life, if we're to judge by news reports, between mm-hmm. uh, signal intel- intelligence, which is like tech, right, listening into chatter and uh, uh, broadcasting, um, I, I don't know, uh, jihadist uh, websites and you know st- stuff like that, um, and then actual human intelligence and and the broad hand the the broad strokes um is it broad strokes or shorthand what do we want here but it's it's largely considered that the americans are great with the tech that they just listen to everything they're listening to, to this podcast and i'm sure they are so interested uh
1: they're probably they're probably subscribing
0: uh they could they could um but maybe they didn't want to wait for the producer to get it to to, to actually drop it but there we go <laughs> uh
1: yeah yeah we've got more listeners than than you actually think so <laughs> uh
0: holy smokes we've been going at this for a while and we haven't heard a word that's all right we'll we'll give uh, our sponsors some love at the end but um uh, yeah. Wow. Oh, man. We are really rocking and rolling here, pal. Anyway, so so uh, the Americans are good with the tech, but but the Brits are better with actual, you know, people on the ground and talking and doing that. I, I have no idea if that's true, but. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't remember what I was going to say. I think it it, it was a, it was about the movie with Gary Oldman as as George Smiley, which um, I've heard the same thing is that if if you've read the novel, uh, the movie you'll appreciate the movie a lot more. But there's there's a lot there for one hour and forty five minutes. Um, I think I, I um, think it was
0: two and a half, and it was still a lot. Bec-
1: yeah, still, I mean, yeah. think
0: about the I mean, the BBC uh, was I think a six hour miniseries. And so you're more than cutting that in half because, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it's going to be three hours, you have to have a magnificent vista a la David Lean. About whom longtime listeners of, of this podcast know, I think, is incredibly overrated British director. He, he also, David Lean may actually have done uh, Bridge on the River Kwai.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So I didn't read the Little Drummer Girl, but I did watch the AMC uh, limited series, which was which and was, I wanted. I was I, I, I wanted good. to
0: get into that because um, over recent years, uh, having seen his work done l- less than satisfactorily uh, uh, mm-hmm. to big screen. Um, David Cornwell slash John Le Carré had taken to producing um, uh, miniseries, uh, you know, in conjunction with the BBC and and others, and he did the Night Manager, which was updated from uh, the American uh, what was it uh, Operation De- oh Desert Storm. Uh, Desert Storm, and mm-hmm. it, because it t- takes place in the early '90s, um, and um, you know, you uh, the the being able to watch the war on CNN and see missile, you know, uh, laser guided missile strikes, and and all of that, and and just how um, unnerving really that was, having seen it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, So it was updated from the first Gulf War to the Arab Spring. Uh, Tom Hiddleston plays Jonathan Pine. It was terrific. Uh, uh, The one um, British actress, um, what's her name? She was in Broadchurch. She's, uh, oh, she plays um, uh, she played the queen um, uh, in that movie that with um, oh, it was, it, was it called the favorite. Uh yeah. Um. Uh, there was like there was like that one scene. There was like that one. There was like that one scene, in in that movie. I don't really know. I, I didn't see I, it. <laughs> well, not now. I I don't know. But didn't that did they have one of your wife's favorite? Was was Emma Stone in that?
1: Emma Stone wasn't the okay. favorite.
0: So whoever Olivia um, Coleman is the name that I'm looking for, and that you're zero help finding. That's okay. It's okay. That, I don't need you, that and one, I that one. don't need Jeff Bezos's IMDb. I, if I just get a minute, if I can just, if you know what, if I get the the correct the correct mental prompts pantomime. <laughs> if I just get in the right headspace I can come up with Olivia Coleman. anyway she plays the spy who runs Jonathan Pine in the book in the book it's run by a guy uh and if mm-hmm. and, and uh, but it was it was it was wonderfully done the, I have some trifles they used a British actor to play the C- American CIA agent and hit, this guy's American accent was terrible and I suppose that this is payback. For Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins, I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch, don't you think, Governor?
0: <laughs> Blimey, mate! <laughs> this is e- acting is easy. <laughs> uh, so, um, and, and, and so the little drummer girl, yeah, which which again, I mean, had kind of a bigger budget than you would usually get on a on a tv miniseries, uh set in the 70s set in um europe in the middle east i i mean i thought that was terrific it was terrific That's and good. not just because that yeah. florence Pugh is um uh so agreeable to me uh wasn't there a, wasn't a sarsgaard in that uh yes okay. Okay, there it is. Oh, okay, so he plays one of the Mossad agents.
1: Right. <laughs> did, did you just have a Mossad
0: agent break into Well, you know, your house? trying to get a more uh, professional sound, Brian, I am wearing my nor- noise-reducing uh, earphones. And, uh, yeah, Mrs. Winger, clad in black. Uh, just came uh, around the corner and um, I I don't know she may have she may have been out uh, I don't know what she's doing well
1: okay Uh, Alexander Skarsgard what was in that Peter Sar Peter Sarsgard was referencing last episode Different, different, different guys, different oh, families. Oh, see,
0: that's what's confusing me. I thought they were all the same guy.
1: There's a whole bunch of Sarsgard. S- you uh, mean Sarsgard? Uh, Alexander. Scar. S K R. S K A R.
0: Oh, okay, okay. And this is like, uh, so the guy who plays, um, uh, what's the guy in Hunt for Red October? Stellan. Stellan. Scar.
1: Yeah, Skarsgard.
0: Scar- and he's got two sons who are in the business.
1: I think. Uh, at, le- uh, at least two. Bill. At least two. Bill. Bill? Ooh.
0: There's not a Bill Skarsgard. Skarsgard?
1: There's a Bill. There is a Bill Skarsgard. And he's the guy. There's... A- it's funny because there's a Gustav, there's a Walter, and there's a Bill.
0: <laughs> no way. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, okay brian i'm sorry i wasn't calling you a liar i it was it was it was a rhetorical it was a rhetorical like no way it's not like shut your lying whore mouth
1: what you would never say on this podcast
0: unless i was talking about anchorman that that that, yeah. that cinematic yeah. genius of anchorman uh, bill
1: is the one from the it movies he plays the demon clown i'm uh,
0: not familiar i do know i, I haven't seen know, it either i do know i, seen I have either. a yellow rain rain uh coat it's like no it's um uh, uh what what was the sport sporting gear that everybody had to have a few years ago you get Fila. No, it begins with an s um slider or stripe and it's not striper um come on supreme come on supreme it was like every they had the account they had the uh starter Starter. it's a starter jacket Yes, so it's a yellow starter and it's great for when it rains and every time i put the stupid thing on people are making references to it that i absolutely don't get
1: I haven't seen it. That's not my. That's not my particular brand of.
0: What did I just say? Okay, I don't know why you're being so defensive. I just said I had I don't get. I, have, it. I don't know.
1: I haven't. I haven't seen that movie.
0: <laughs> you can't make me say that I <laughs> saw it.
1: I. Well, I wouldn't know. <laughs> That so that's from so you rem, you remember like the 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 guy who was the helper in the fugitive who like worked in the lab um, that uh, Dr. Richard Kimball comes to see and uh, and he says hey Bones can you help me out can you can you get this? he says yeah man and he says whatever happened with it, with you and your, that thing with your wife and he's like oh, I'm still working on it. and then he goes and then Tommy Lee Jones his his deputies go and see this guy and they're like. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, what's been going on here? He's like, Doctor Richard Kimball. I wouldn't know.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Um, yeah. you know, er, early Jane Lynch. Uh, Jane Jane Lynch yep. was in that, and she had a, a pin on that said, "Hate is not a family value." So yep. she was marketing territory Julianne Moore Julianne Moore was on screen for about four minutes and she was pretty good you know what though and I don't want to get too far I'm not done with John Le Carré but uh, I I, I don't oh Julianne Moore who was in the Graham Greene adaptation of the Graham Greene movie End of the Affair Uh, but Mm. I, I so I'm not that familiar with her work uh, you know, she's been in like lots of stuff I've never seen, from Magnolia hmm. to Boogie Nights. Um, but I, I, you know, I like her, but I, I don't know why people go Gaga over. But maybe the people that go Gaga have are actually familiar with her work. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Maybe we'll talk about it another time. Or not. Since, uh, cause, or not? Because something tells me you're no more familiar with Julianne Moore's work than I am, though she did play Pleasant and Co- President Coyne. Pleasant and Coyne. <laughs> President Coin, President Coin, President Coin in uh, the Hunger Jay. Part Ca- Two, Catching <laughs> Hunger.
1: I had a friend who, when those movies first came out, he says, have you seen The Hunter Games? The Hunter Games. You've got to see The Hunter Games. It's crazy. I'm like, ah, I don't know if that's right.
0: Um, Boy, that Jennifer Lawrence has a winning way about her. You know, did you ever see Joy? Did you ever watch Joy? Is it, <laughs> yeah. It was okay.
1: It's kind of a... It, it was good. I, I did like Joy, but it was... um. It's kind of a bummer for most of it.
0: Well, until it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Life's hard, Brian. I thought
1: the movie was supposed, was called Joy. <laughs> that's I stole that joke. Somebody oh, else said I that. See. So, but uh-huh. okay.
0: well, that's fair. Okay, so uh, back yeah. to uh, uh, jail bait actresses with a winning way. Florence Pugh was terrific in um, uh, uh, Little Drummer Girl. Aunt. Yeah, did she, did she did she make it to her twenties yet or, or not? I I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't know how old Florence Pugh is. Um, why don't Why don't Why don't I get on my TikTok account and see if I can find her? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm trying to think. I know that there's going to be like a really great. Um, I really liked, uh, the night manager. I thought that that was, uh, and the book, the book is actually significantly different from, uh, the, the, uh, miniseries though. Um, I, I, I'm not kidding around that Tom, uh, Hiddleston can, uh, wear the heck out of, a uh, uh, a Henley, um, uh, uh, t-shirt, he sure can. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I don't love every, I don't what? love everything that Hiddleston's done. I, I think I told you the other day that I saw his version, his BBC version of uh, Henry V, and I've never heard such a boring Crisp, uh Crispin's Day speech. I mean, he just mm-hmm. I mean, they just, they left money on the counter. Yeah,
1: there was talk there was talk of him being the next Bond. So I don't know. If that's
0: if anything's going to come of that or not, um, you think? I don't know. He's a little too slight. I think so I too. Think. I think so too. Uh, though I, I mean, I like him. I look. I like uh, him too. Okay. Um, I think John Le Carre hated James Bond because it was just like, but I mean, I mean, it's apples and oranges. The fact that like they, I mean, right. he wrote. British spies and James Bond's a British spy. I mean, it couldn't be less. Yeah, um, but uh, so I hate to. I don't want to besmirch the memory of John Le Carre, uh, right. with with right. a lot of that. But um, I I liked Idris Elba, but Idris Elba's is I, I he's got to be forty five and he could easily be coming up hard on fifty, um, and that's a little old it's not totally old and it's certainly not as old as Roger Moore uh and and furthermore Idris Elba can take it outside and don't you think he's in pretty good shape hes yeah he yeah yeah so um I I like the idea I don't know I mean there's like I I don't think you'd have to have a James Bond of color just to make everybody you know to make he well, certainly won't make everybody happy but to make a certain element happy, um, but I just think Idris Elba is great. I mean, he's he's British. Yeah. He's he's a bad mother, and um, shut your mouth. <laughs> he's,
1: uh, Forty-eight years old. Yeah. Idris Elba.
0: Yeah. Um, some people have talked about Henry Cavill, but I don't. I don't. I think that's a bad idea, and, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. So, I don't know, it'll probably go to some, some guy that you've seen in something, but don't really recognize, you know, I think it's safe to say it's not going to go to the kid who, uh, played Q. Or the kid who played Harry Potter. Though, though, you know. Some of the decisions they're making—Robert Pattinson is angry Batman, R-rated Batman—that's uh, just going to be. I mean, I look—I I, I'm sorry, and I'm I, I'm I know I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I know I'm a fogey, and I'm, I know I'm a geezer. I just don't think that you know you need a lot of R-rated comic heroes. You know, yeah. I, I look—I I don't yeah. think. I mean i think that the daniel craig um bonds were darker in tone though not necessarily darker than say uh benedict cumberbatch's sherlock on on the bbc mm-hmm. okay um i think uh, um sherlock was terrific i mean i really i really mm-hmm. enjoyed it absolutely really yep. did i thought they was, did a great job. There's great chemistry between him and Morgan Freeman. No, <laughs> Morgan, Martin Freeman, <laughs> do it. Go on. I, I, I,
1: uh, I don't. Th- I don't know if I can do it. Uh, I. I don't think I've. I've done a. Of Morgan Freeman So Well
0: you have On more than one occasion Told me to uh, Get busy living Or get busy dying uh, I, I just assumed You were doing the voice In all those text messages But uh, maybe not um, <laughs> So Martin Freeman uh, Anyway uh,
1: The chemistry between Benedict Cumberbatch And Martin Short <laughs> Is just It's
0: amazing. (laughs) He seems like a nice enough fellow, I must say. (laughs) Um, The Daniel Craig uh, bonds would not be better if they were more gratuitously uh, sexual and violent. I I, I think part of... For one thing, you're playing to 13 year old boys and if 13 year old boys want sex and violence in the year 2020, uh, though, uh, of course, when people hear this, um, it will be at least 2021.
1: For those of you keeping score at home, I think that's That's
0: five. (laughs) It's it's two. (laughs) Um, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll subtract a demerit from from our producer every time I make a a uh, snotty <laughs> little a snide a snide comment. Snide. I was thinking about the word snide today. Um. You <laughs> good, what? good story. Am... Good story. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What What other words were you thinking of today? <laughs>
0: I'm thinking of two right now. <laughs> Are you? No, I'm actually not. I'm, uh, no. Uh, Brian, this conversation has invigorated me. I was sleepy. I haven't had my nap. I got up super early. And, uh, man, I'm ready to go out there and give Mrs. Winger a big smooch. Welcome home, hon. Good uh so maybe
1: uh maybe a little preview for next time. Um I'm going to watch Tenant tonight. Uh at home because it is available for digital download. So Uh
0: what's that going to cost your family? See? $75. <laughs> do you They've get do a, you get popcorn yeah, they, they, with they, that? Does Grubhub <laughs> deliver popcorn with that? Nope. <laughs> no, That's just a it's just to to own a
1: digital copy buy of it it? on somebody else's. Or rent uh, it? Yeah, I don't know if I can rent it. Actually, I haven't checked to see if I can rent okay. it yet. Um, I think I think it's only purchase purchase really? only. So uh,
0: does that yeah. does that have Edge Edgya 4 in it?
1: No, no, it it has uh, Denzel Washington's son, John David oh, Washington. Did
0: know that? Yep. My man. <laughs> you know i started rewatching. okay so we're uh uh kind of in honor of john le hooray we've totally degraded into just british movies but um started what okay well okay first of all can't find my copy of of uh um kenneth Branagh's henry V. so i must have loaned it to somebody and never got it back was that you Hold on a second.
1: No, hold on a second. So you mean to tell me that you had something that was important, and then now you cannot find where you put it?
0: Uh, Yeah. After. Hmm. Yeah. Of course, I've moved um, seven thousand miles since I bought that DVD, and uh, over things over twenty years. But um, you know that's different from say downloading a file that you recorded three weeks ago. I would know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, anyway, so, so, uh, but Hulu's got uh, much ado about nothing on it. Uh, and uh, started watching that again. And, uh, uh, did you did you see that in the theater with us We I, I know a bunch of us went to the theater when that came out in like with the late 80s it would have been the early 90s yep. yeah yeah I think so so um uh uh man uh I, I kind of forgot Denzel was in it and I remember there were people who were like oh I don't get it he's got a black brother it's like dude it's like revision of Shakespeare just go with it I mean they talk stupid all right so just go with it but I mean, it, it, it was great. Uh, Keanu Reeves is the is the weak link, um, but uh, but he's good enough. I am a plain dealing villain. <laughs> Shakespeare. Um, our uh, our podcast audience is robbed of my dramatic gesture. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which Ke- which Keanu did. Um, shirtless uh whereas i have multiple layers on here in my in my cold water flat (laughs) anyway so um so that's what we're looking at uh john le carré uh passed uh so the pigeon tunnel is a great memoir uh pick that up he's got there's another book out there's a final book and apparently he did a uh uh, a screen um, he contributed to the screenplay uh, for uh, um, a yet to be produced uh, miniseries of the Spy Who Came in from the Cold. So yeah, so oh, cool. So that could be in the pipeline. So uh, he's yeah. you know he's got a ton of stuff and and look, I mean we're seeing things redone and redone better. You know, uh, Diane Keaton was in a version of the Little Drummer Girl and like. 83 i'm thinking because i remember um the uh, uh movie poster uh at the southwest plaza mall which is where i saw most of my which, which is where i partook of most of my cinema as a young man there in the glorious suburbs of uh of uh, denver so we were, we have been brought to you today by com. Brian? Yes, Jeff. I'm sorry, did you misplace?
1: Here we go. There are... Times in our lives where you want to be comfortable and stylish. Uh, Listen, the vaccine is out. There are people who are getting it, uh, but we're going to be wearing masks. And you should wear a mask when you're out in public for the time being. So for the foreseeable future, uh, wear a mask. And if you're going to wear a mask, wear something that is comfortable, something that is safe but also something that looks good, something that's stylish. MrsWinger.com has a variety of colors and fabric. Well, I guess one fabric, really, but different uh, patterns and
0: colors uh, that are. The one fabric you're talking about is cotton on the outside with a muslin interior, Uh, two layers of protection with the option of a third. Uh, cotton straps that go around the ears. People go on and on and on about how comfortable those cotton straps are compared to the um, exposed underwear waistband that you get uh, from uh, lesser face coverings.
1: Inferior face coverings, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, so mrswinger.com, buy a mask.
0: Yeah. Hey, listen, and and we can be chippy about it right now if we want, but the the fact of the matter is, um, this isn't, you know, it's like, you know how when you're coming down from the mountains in uh, uh, Colorado and they've got that um, sign up that says uh, truckers, 6% downgrade, um, like you're you're not down yet. Yeah. You remember those?
1: Truckers be yeah yeah truckers beware still seven miles left of steep windy yeah. roads yeah it's a so fact I, I imagine I imagine we're in for some steep windy roads uh, even though that vaccine is out there so, so a wear woman a mask. at
0: work left um, left early because her sister in law uh, is in ICU for a non COVID mm-hmm. related thing but she spent the last two nights in the hallway they didn't have a room for. Her. That's like a major Dallas hospital, right? So, I mean, people who think that this is nothing are welcome to their opinion, but they're wrong. Um, this is.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, I, I will be wearing a yeah. mask, and
0: you, you should too. Thank you. Thank you, Brian, for, for thinking of me. <laughs> oh, man. I saw the most ridiculous swim at the store the other day. This lady's got this thing on her chin. Alright, it juts out about eight inches. Okay? And then like goes up. I mean, honestly, you could have thrown a baseball between her nose and her face shield. And and like that's that's her covering. Like, hey, thanks for doing us all a favor. Really. That's great. All right. A final thing before we let you go and that is a friend of the managing expectations podcast chris levine has started a spotify podcast um with his kid harrison and it is adorable um because chris himself brings this um ebullience uh to pop culture uh, he is knowledgeable and, uh, thrilled by it. And he's sharing that with his, uh, his young son who, um, is, is jaded, uh, and kind of like, is like, is like, oh shucks dad, but it's cute. It's good. And, uh, and they, and, and so like they, uh, uh, in, in episode two, which I just listened to, uh. You know, he's talking to him about dinosaurs, and then they like pivot to the the Jurassic Park movies, and like the kid knows everything about all of it, but it's like, but he's like, yeah, those movie- movies are kind of stupid, you know. And it's like obviously, Chris doesn't know what you and I know, Brian, which is uh, Jurassic Park for all of its technological advances, not as not as scary. Yeah, not as a That big rubber shark is pretty terrifying. It is. It is. (laughs) Farewell and adieu, all you fine Spanish ladies. So, um, go ahead.
1: It's totally unrelated. We'll talk about it uh, it next uh, time. Some
0: some listener feedback. Uh, They don't like it when I say, well, to wrap this up, and then I do 30 more minutes on the Ukrainian famine. Uh, apparently that's not a good move, uh, but I thought I thought I thought it was like super interesting, uh, you know. It was it was an unusual pairing, the Apple HomePod, and and the systematic uh, murder of uh, you know whatever thirty million uh, Ukrainian peasants. But uh, you know what are you going to do? We we are here to defy your expectations which we then try to manage. Um, okay. This has been episode 40 of the Managing Expectations podcast. I'm so darn happy you joined us. I'm so I, I'm just I'm just tickled pink that you listened in. Thank you. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Brian. You're fantastic Brian thank you Thank you. Let's go to work. Listeners.
1: Okay.